Welcome back to the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zakreski, joined by Eddie Kayazo. This is round two mm. of the Versus series of episode number 36. Yeah. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Joe, I'm great, man. What do we have? We have... We have Democrat versus Republican, <laughs> Alien versus Predator, and now <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> hey, what the heck? No, I'm excited yeah. because this will be capped off with Godzilla versus Kong, which we're all excited about. We are. So this is the versus series. Baby. As I've said, I have no reason to be excited for it, but I am. I am thrilled. <laughs> I am pumped. I am jacked for Godzilla versus King Kong. Uh-huh. So we will be doing a panel episode for that once it's all said and done. And but first, you got to get through the heavies, baby. You got to get through Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, and it's like, Ooh. first when we were talking about it, it's like, you know, it was like, oh, which which verses do we do first? I'm like, oh, let's do Alien versus Predator first because, like, I think there's just um, a little more conversation to be had with Freddy versus Jason. I think so, too. Yeah. Two slasher Legends, yeah, legends with fan bases. By the way, not saying Predator and Alien don't have their own fan bases, but people connect with these two. And I think we're better to talk about these two because we are not partial to either in any way. And we both love horror movies. We especially the slasher genre, especially the seventies, eighties slashers. Mm -hmm. And we are not devout diehard fans. We like them both. And I can honestly say, but for me, it's equally. But I think you're probably more Jason than Freddy. I, it's tough. Well, we're going to get into this deeper. I, yeah. I, that's a well, tough question, man. Tough it is question a tough to question. Start, start the show. Yeah. Going in, going in hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that, that's, I, traditionally when you say if, I'll put it this way. Yeah. When you're talking about the original Friday the 13th versus the original uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I did enjoy Friday the Thirteenth more. Obviously, Jason's Ooh. not in it, right? Um, and yes, it's it's pretty much a run of the mill slasher. But I, it was honestly circumstance that I enjoyed Friday the Thirteenth the original so much because my dad made us watch it on a Friday the Thirteenth on VHS, classic with a bunch of pizza. Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, man. So so Fred, it's not Freddy's fault. That's what I'm saying. It's not. And this is one where in the previous episode, we talked about how there was like certain things we disagreed. This is one we disagree on is whereas I am, I think I, I like Nightmare on Elm. If yep. we go for the first of each franchise, it's the first Nightmare on Elm I'd like better than the first Friday the 13th. Okay. Because anybody who knows me, when I talk about Jason Voorhees, my favorite is actually two. Wow. Your favorite film? From the Friday the 13th series, yeah. I never knew that until today. Not? Yeah, I mean, see, we talk about the, all this stuff so much. I'm like, did we talk about it on the pod or no. did we not? And if you remember, my favorite thing about the second one is, you know, there's no hockey mask yet. Yep. And he runs. Right. So you know what I'm thinking back? We yeah. didn't talk about it on the pod, but I think when you did that NES 8-bit game, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you did say, I well, yeah. you know, he runs, he has the, the bag over his head. Yeah. It's... I wow that that gets to me Friday too yeah wow yeah. sorry I'm still processing yeah yeah so I mean that that if, if there's anything you know like for me with the horror movies it's like you know Mike Myers he's the slow walk yep he he, is. Sl- he walks slow and then he stabs you mm-hmm. you know Jason started doing that a little later he's also very sneaky he pops up out of nowhere you know sneaky Voorhees yeah. but in the second one 
he chases he chases people down wow there's it's just that one scene in the woods i just love it so much i think he even slips like at one point but it just if it, it's so much more human sure like that that gets me huh okay yeah that this is a great start so everyone the versus series we're up to freddy versus jason yeah and not only do we have a disagreement off the top on the yeah. first film in the franchise but i am i am just stunned that your favorite friday film two. is friday too wow yeah huh and after that it probably goes to hell <laughs> but that i think goes to hell for like people our age it just has that special place because that's the one that came out like when we're just like whoa jason goes to hell it, it was almost taboo to watch it exactly so it came out on video yeah. and just like oh and and at west coast they had that poster yep with the metal mask yep now if you're if you're an old school like fred uh jason fan uh, and you're really like you grew up watching Jason uh-huh. in that time. You hate Goes to Hell. Yeah, but you and I again because we fall in that weird space. Totally different. Different. Yeah. So yeah. Jason. So then, I didn't intend to get into this, but I guess we'll just go. It's th- all good. Let's just... go three deep. Yeah. All right. So your number one Friday film is Friday Two. Yeah. Your number two Friday film is Goes to Hell. I think so, just for the nostalgia factor. Okay. Like, I've seen all of them at least once. Yes. I can't say that I've watched them all enough to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> None that makes sense. You know? That makes sense. Um, so, but, and then I think overall as a franchise, I'll give the edge to Friday just because there's so much of it and Nightmare gets even, like, they both just get so... Is campy the word I'm looking for? Just ridiculous. But they have to be. They're silly. They do, but Nightmare went in a specific direction. According to me, this is just... Yeah, I, yeah. The, remember, you're listening to the Red River Horror Podcast. We're taking strong opinions, Joe and I, on this. Yeah. And we realize that this might piss some of you off, so we're happy about that. Um, we are. <laughs> um, Nightmare got very goofy. Like, I think just past the point of enjoyable to me. Uh, it did. It, it it well. That's the thing with like Wes Craven. Like why New Nightmare oh. is considered so good because he basically rebooted his own thing, still using Robert England. Yes. And so that you know New Nightmare would be if you didn't figure out what my number two would be. It's New Nightmare. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, would that be your number one? Oh no no that's number two for me as well. Okay. Oh no it's so so I think why don't we go about it like this? Yeah yeah. We have the movie Freddy versus Jason that we're going to talk about. Yes. But now we are pitting Freddy versus Jason. So now yes. we're ranking the films in the series. So for you, Friday Part Two is your number one Friday the Thirteenth film. Yeah. Jason goes to hell. Your number two. Yeah. What's number three? Yeah you know what I mean. Um. Might be this. Does it count Whoa. in the Robert England era? Well, we're talking. Oh, no, no, Friday. we're talking Freddy. Freddy. It's okay. Kane Hodder era. Or no, no, Kane Hodder's not in this one. So there's a funny. No, it's st- not Kane Hodder. I'll bring up Kane Hodder later. I just have um, to reread this story about it. You know, I'm trying to think. What's the ones that really stick out to me for for Friday Thirteenth? It's like you know, I do like the first one. I mean, that could be my three or four. Uh, the Manhattan makes me laugh so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, that was Man, like something like Manhattan <sighs> and X. Like, X is so bad that it's funny, but it's also so bad that it's bad. Mm-hmm. But it has its ha-ha moments in it. Right. 
But no, I would say, I mean, uh, you know, three, we'll give it to the original because the original should be in the top three. Okay. And then four would be uh, this one. Okay. Or no, not this one. This one would be more for the Freddy side. Okay. All right. So that's fair. So let's just mark it down. Your number one is Friday two. Number two is Jason Goes to Hell. Number three is... Um, uh, original. The original. The Friday original. Okay. Otherwise, it would have been Manhattan, but... I- <laughs> It just, I, all I can remember is laughing every time I watched it. <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to piss a lot of people off in this episode. I think we already did. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Cause this is, this Don't is Don't hate how... me, Wally. <laughs> Does he listen? Uh, he may. He may. We got to get him on next time we do a, anything Jason Voorhees Lee. Cause he's, he's the person we know who's the biggest Friday uh, fan. Friday fan. Yeah. And honestly, uh, Wally did allow me, he brought uh, on Friday night, mm-hmm. he let me borrow Freddy vs. Jason so I could watch it again and get up to snuff. Perfect. Yeah. So, I'm going to rank my Friday films. Yeah. We're going to go Friday Part 1, Friday Part 2, because Jason, mm-hmm. and Friday Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, yeah. I liked that one a lot. I, I have since, and the difference is, I did. I was a huge Jason Goes to Hell fan. I watched it more recently just for some of that nostalgia, and it was so over the top. It's still on my top five Fridays because of that connection I had with it at West Coast Video. Yeah. The poster, watching it when I wasn't supposed to. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, I go one, two, and six are my top three Friday movies. All right. Yeah. And then I'm trying to remember with. Uh, Nightmare is the one you think is just overrated in general. I do. Right. Yes. So, and now the one of the big differences with both franchises was, you know, Robert England was Freddy Krueger yes. forever up until the Michael Bay studio production team started rebooting mm-hmm. things. So which one had the better reboot that never took off? But they each got one. They each got one, and we can cover the reboots in a different episode. And I, th- I think we will because I have things that I w- could talk about for both of them. Me too. Also, and I'm just going to say this right now, I liked both reboots. That's already controversial. Yeah. I'm not going to say I disliked them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I could go into, into more detail, but I mm-hmm. won't because we're going to focus on the actual, you know, now we've got our own little Freddy vs. Jason spat. We do out of the way. Um, we can't. I mean, well, I can't really say that either killer's better than the other because they're both so different mm-hmm. that we were we as you know. And one of the things that makes this movie so special for us, um, as mentioned in the previous episode last week when we said uh, the Alien vs. Predator was released August thirteenth, two thousand four. Uh, this was released August thirteenth, two thousand three. Oh. And so we saw AVP at Main Street. We saw Freddy vs. Jason at the Regal AMC. Was it AMC? Yes, it was. Andorra 8. It was the last year. I don't think it was because then I'm going to tell you a story. If I'm wrong, I think I'm pretty sure it was Regal. So at this time, that summer 2003, I was working at uh, Ace Center. Yeah, it was Ace Center, then not Eagle Lodge. Okay. So I was working at the Ace Center. And you and I were both on the older end of like our grade. So mm-hmm. you and I are both 17. Sean's yes. with us and Sean's 16. So you and I are able to get into the theater 
We get in, and then for some reason, for this movie, they want to check IDs. And it just so happens two older guys that I work with at Ace were sitting a few rows ahead of us. You were over one, 25. You are 100% right. And they came up. And I was just like, I went over to them like, hey, can you guys just say my friend's with you so that he can stay in the movie? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Oh, man, you are 100% right. Do you remember that? I do. I thought for some reason I yeah. had seen Freddy vs. Jason with our old group of friends, but it was you, Sean, and I. I think we did because I think we saw it a second time. Okay, maybe that's the one I'm remembering. Even at that age, we would we still saw movies more than once in the theater. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, not not anymore, but when we were kids, we'd do it. Like, we lived around the corner from a movie theater. Yeah, we did. <laughs> like, oh, it's just that easy. Rest in peace. Or even when we were driving, like, we would just be like, man, let's go see it again. Yeah. AMC Andorra 8. Oh, yeah. man. So that first time, that's what, like, it's just such a You're funny, right. funny memory for me is going to see it just two of us we have driver's license we're 17 sean has driver's he's 16 and i i can't like we got the tickets and they checked them like at the door Mm -hmm. like i can't like i remember those guys went in before us i saw them getting the tickets i'm like how did this go down it's like yeah they they were there too somehow seeing the same movie you know i wasn't there with them they were both like 26 27 year old dudes i'm (laughs) they were just you knew them (laughs) yeah they they were my manager setting up conference rooms at a conference center (laughs) so i just want to i want to finish just because like this this is how impartial we are oh yeah i'm saying to these two characters i just want to set this stage so i didn't give my nightmare films my top three oh no you didn't that's why i'm sorry for jumping ahead no no no. so it's okay so it's friday the 13th Uh friday 2 and jason lives friday Mm 6 those are my three jason films well, not I guess not the first Friday, but anyway. Nightmare, however, this is, here we go. It's going to get trippy. So Nightmare Part 1, Nightmare on Elm Street, yes. Classic. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's just a little overrated in your book. In my book, yes. yes. New Nightmare, completely shocked at how good that movie is. That's my <laughs> number so two. so good. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. He is scared. I thought you were going to say that was number one at first because you do say the first one's overrated. It is, but it's still... I understand what it's done for so many people. Okay. The first time I saw it, I was... Uh, it was like, okay, okay I got this. this. Yeah. Um, and number three. Oh, man. The remake. All right. Yeah. All right. Those are my top three uh, nightmare films. Okay. I so, mean, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have to do an episode for those remakes because, I mean, there's definitely very good things about them. I agree 100%. And I'll give you I'll give you the one for why I like the Friday 13th one cuz it has the Friday 13th 2 vibe to it. Ah. Yes it, it does. It literally has the same same storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's So that's how about that? So so <laughs> so it's important to how yeah. did we get here? How did we get to Freddy vs Jason? Joe and I growing up, we knew the characters, knew the films, but not like we were we were young. Yeah. So 2003, we were 17 years old. Up to that point, you have to figure the last films that both... So I wanted... This factors into it. The last films that both of these characters were in was New Nightmare for Freddy. Yep. 95. And Jason X. Yep. 2001. Yep. So now, 2003 comes around, and voila, we're going to have Freddy 
versus Jason because Jason Goes to Hell ends with the claw coming up. Coming up. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, whoa. Nope. And um, this is another one where I think we talked about comic books briefly. And if we really wanted to dive into it, like comics also get into Freddy versus Jason and it even turns into Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which, right. you know, leave Ash out of it. So I don't, I'm going to try and pick your brain. And I don't know, like, if we get Joe D on, because he might remember this time too, where, um, before it came out or might have even been afterwards i remember like people being like oh well now there's going to be well originally it was going to be freddy versus jason versus michael or there was going to be a michael myers cameo in it at some point do you remember any of that kind of chatter just as chatter nothing more nothing more and i remember somebody being like well i got the script online and it's just like where did you find a script for a freddy versus jason it's probably like some kind of crazy fan fiction <laughs> and um I just remember hearing all that. And then there was even like chirps like, oh, the Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. It's like, it's not going to work with Ash in it. No. Leave Ash alone. Yes. <laughs> leave, leave Ash alone. Um, so that was the one thing. There was a lot of, a lot of buzz of what is this going to be? And I'm trying to think, because it had a trend in it that became a theme for a lot of horror movies that came out afterwards. And I think there must have been some before where it's like, uh, rather than it always being like uh, the young actors of Hollywood, it just started throwing in, you know, pop stars. Right. Because Freddy vs. Jason features one of the members of Destiny's Child. Um, oh, yeah. And Kelly Rowland. There it is. That's her name. Love Kelly. Yeah. Yes. So, but it's, and it's it's funny leading up to how we get here. I think something that goes into Freddy versus Jason, why a movie like this comes to fruition, one, because New Line Cinema then had, I think, the rights. I think Sean Cunningham, Sean S. Cunningham from Friday, the producer, creator, Friday the 13th, I think he brought Jason after Paramount was done after the eighth one. Yeah. He brought that to New Line. So yeah. New Line made Freddy versus Jason, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. But. When you talk about what we were hearing back in the day as oh, far yeah. as Michael and Ash. Rumors nonstop. There are only two horror icons that could go up against each other that are that are that have goofy enough sequels and stories for this to happen, and that was Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. Yeah. It's and Pinhead's too serious. Yeah. Michael Myers is too serious. Yep. Ash is goofy, but it's not in that space. It's not in the same world. No. And the way they would have to play it, like he does, like, you know, he would have to go into another dimension or something like that. I don't know how, or like, that's the way it has to be played and that's the way it is played, but it just doesn't match. Whereas this matches where it's like Freddy and Jason could coexist in the same universe. And, you know, the plot for how it happens is, you know, Freddy is weakened because nobody really believes him anymore. Mm-hmm. So how to get the fear summoned up then bringing out Jason. And then when Jason starts taking all of his kills that he's trying to get, now he's got to fight Jason for those kills. <laughs> right, right. And that's the plot. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason works. So my, this, we were talking about Wally, let me borrow Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. I watched it for the first time, probably not since we saw it in theaters, okay. but because we did see it twice in theaters. We did. And we definitely have watched it, like rented, like either watched it at home or rented before. Cause that's, I'm like, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember watching it again, either in the basement or I might've watched it okay. on my own. So at some point watch. So this was the first time my wife, Melissa saw 
Get out of here. Freddy versus Jason. Well, now, now I need to know exactly. Tell me everything. Okay. So she, th- she thought the main actress was very good uh, with the blonde hair. Yeah. Um, let me just find that actress. Want to give her credit, of course. Uh, Monica Kina? Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, Monica Kina, and she played Laurie Campbell, the mm-hmm. pr- pretty much the main... Right. Uh, like, uh, I guess if you want to say the final girl or whatever. Right. Yeah. So she thought she was very good. Um, she thought the action was way over the top. Like, if you remember, one thing that I forgot yeah. was the crazy CGI in Freddy vs. Jason. It's out of control. Yes. It's it's not like a Freddy movie or a Jason movie. It's a <laughs> Freddy versus Jason movie, and it is over the top. Right. That I remember. That I remember vividly of being like, "Jesus, what the fuck!" <laughs> it's a lot of CGI. A lot. Yeah. So she thought that pretty much where Rotten Tomatoes is with Freddy vs. Jason's probably where my wife was at. Just like, okay. Yeah. But I, I think that she's like, well, one thing she didn't like is why it took so long to get to Freddy vs. Jason, like the actual fight. And I said, well, the I whole said, build up. I said, I mean, it's the movie. That's the title. These two are going to go at it once and for all. It's just like, I, I feel like it does have to take that long because you can't just have them fight. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it started off with a bang of them just going at each other, then it doesn't work where it has to be like Freddy making a comeback, mm-hmm. using Jason to be his comeback. Things don't go the way Freddy plans. Have a showdown. Yes. That that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plot-wise, I mean, how else do you make a film like this? Somehow it works. Uh, it does. <laughs> Somehow it works, and it's, I mean, it's its a lot of fun. And now I might might try and watch it later. Well, the thing, you know what was really upsetting about this movie? What's that? There are no cinema, there's not a cinema synth from you on YouTube, that channel. Cinema Get synth? out of here. There's not one for Freddy vs. Jason, and my wife was literally watching the film and tallying up, just like at CinemaSynth. She's like, oh, like, how does this not have one? Oh, believe me, we're gonna tag them. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, they do a great job, yeah, and do. Freddy vs. Jason should have a cinema synth. They absolutely should. Maybe, maybe we can talk to them on this show at some point. That'd be great. Wouldn't it? It's worth a shot. They do a good job. They do a great job. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's not much to be said other than like there's a lot of good memories around going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one of our favorite lines that we've repeated <laughs> for years, <laughs> for years. And I mean, up, I mean, I could have said it. I've already said it twice today. I think once before you got here, and once <laughs> you got here. Right. And I've, you know, we've said it all the fucking time. <laughs> it, it, it was just one of them. How did this happen? It's like the <laughs> the character that says it, the way it's written, the way yeah. it's delivered. It's like, no, <laughs> it, it just doesn't add up. They're having a little house party. It's the, it's nothing special. It's not a Freddie line. It's mm-hmm. not someone saying something to Jason. No, it's just a, a, a little house party thing. And a guy and a girl, they go up to the room and they're going to, they're having sex and the way the camera like cuts over it's trying to do like this pan thing be like hey look young people having sex and instead it's just interrupted with the dude just going oh yeah fuck me baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's it that's it <laughs> and then they die yeah I, I, so here's one thing i forgot yeah so i, I guess we're you're listening to Freddy vs. Jason, Red River Horror Podcast. You know we are going to spoil the crap out of this. Yeah, I mean, it's I hope been so. almost 20 years, so I hope you've seen it by now. Yes. 
or forgot about it. (laughs) So she does not die. She doesn't die. He dies. I forgot that though. I thought, oh, these two are done. She gets away. So he he stabs the crap out of the guy that says "f me, baby." Like he like Jason just yeah oh hacks him up, and then he puts the bed. He put the like hits the switch in the bed, and it folds the dude in half. That's right. It was crazy. Yeah, it's like yeah. we talk about the crazy CGI. Mm-hmm. That's a big CGI scene with yes. the, with the fold. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, wow. And the thing with this this movie that just it's all there's just so much nostalgia behind it for me for Freddy <laughs> versus Jason. It's just like that's so like you know the memory of going is like the the line <laughs> that's been a part of our lives ever since we saw it. Yes. Um, I mean, then there's another factor. <laughs> unless you want to bring up, do you want to? If there's any, what else? Like, was there any other kills that stuck out to you after your second watch that I'm forgetting about? Um, I remember being really hyped when Kelly Rowland finally got killed. Yeah. But you knew had to happen. Yeah, I was hoping, you know, that's such a Dimension film thing to do. I was surprised they did that at New Line. Yeah. Um, You know what would have had the pop star thing before Freddy vs. Jason? What? Uh, Halloween um, Resurrection. With a biggie, oh no, biggie! Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Uh, Busta, 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 and uh, who was with him? Uh, what's her name? Was she music or just an actress? Oh, Tyra Banks. Tyra, she was a model. Tyra Banks model. That's yeah. right. It was Tyra Banks mm-hmm. who blew up even more after that. Yeah. Well, she was. I mean, it was before her talk show and everything. Yes, and I mean, what I mean, her claim to fame was that that swimsuit issue, right? Oh, I mean, she was like one of the top. Models, and I think ultimately hosted the show. Yeah. America's Top Model. Yeah. Stunning. So, yeah. You know, but that's, I think maybe that's where the trend started because I was like, was it Freddy Vegetation? I was like, there was something before that. It may have, yes. So, Halloween 20 years later had LL Cool J in it. Yeah, but he was trying to convert into acting. I guess that also makes sense. Because, yeah, I mean, I guess when you're trying to get your foot in the door into acting, horror always comes up because there's tons of horror movies. Like, even when we were at our. Our, uh, when we were out in Enid for the film festival, and we met yes. Cassie, and Cassie, it's just like, what made you become? When we were like, hey, why'd you switch? Why'd you start doing documentaries? She's like, well, I was a cute blonde girl, and I moved to Los Angeles to be an actress, and it turns out that that's all that's in LA is a bunch of other cute blonde <laughs> girls, and you get typecast into these horror movie roles. And she did like three horror movies before. Yeah, but here's the here's the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay, so at this time we're talking about 2003. Um, a, you know, we were also, this is when we we're still in really, really into music, mm-hmm. uh, more so for me on this one for like my tastes is the Freddie vs. Jason soundtrack. I was really hoping you were going to bring it up. Yeah. And it's produced by, it was Roadrunner Records mm-hmm. who went from a smaller record label from you know they were i think it was originally from europe and then they started doing stuff out in new york and had they were like just adopted all of these metal bands basically almost all, all of by this time ozfest was 60 percent roadrunner wow yeah like that so like you know their first two big two bands that like absolutely exploded them going into like the early 2000s slipknot and nickelback right that's right so like silver side up was on the roadrunner label yep 
And then, of course, self-titled, Slipknot, and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 2001 was like their multi-platinum albums from different bands. Like, they just exploded. And you know why I think that happened? Just mm-hmm. as a sidebar to all, as an aside yeah, you know, to yeah, this? Yeah. I was trying to think about this. I always put things chronologically. Now, why would that kind of... Like Slipknot, and yes, at that time Nickelback was heavier. They were hard rock. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like metal or anything yeah. like that. But it was hard rock. I think I know why those bands in that day were so much bigger then. Ooh. Because when Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park came out, all of a sudden okay. rock became like rap rock. So like now we're we're going past Limp Bizkit. If you wanted the softer stuff, I liked um, uh, Lifehouse back then. Yeah. But now if if you're telling me on the mainstream rock stations that Linkin Park yeah. is rock, what are the people that listened to actual rock going to veer towards Yeah, that heavier stuff? That's just a personal, personal yeah. aside. It got heavier, and this is around the time where all that, where you're right, all that genre style was changing. It, there's the end of like new metal was over and a new era of like a new metal was kind of coming through right whereas like lincoln park had like that new metal sound sort of like disturbed and stuff but then they like matured away from where like a limp biscuit or corn was at the time sure absolutely um but this stuff the roadrunner stuff that was actually heavy and there was actual screaming and there was real oh, yeah Roadrunner went all in, like, you know, they had these new bands that they were propping up, but then they also, like, got, like, some old classic bands. Like, they produced uh, one of my all-time favorites, which was, like, Max Cavalera, like, with his Soulfly project, and they even had his former band, Sepultura, they got on there. Yes. So what makes this, because now that they're doing all that, and they have all these artists, they just, like, they dumped a bunch of, some of it was released on albums, but this whole soundtrack is a lot of b tracks that they just had on hand wow because i had this soundtrack i loved it and one of the things that i like about the most is like it had you know songs that were never released before you know and even had stuff from the slipknot spinoff stone sour and murder dolls were both featured on there so they were all getting love even cold chambers like uh des what's des's last name but the lead singer cold chamber his his new band devil driver is even i'm gonna read you the track listing yes i mentioned the band and then just like let's see let's see how you how you remember it's been so long now the first what the first band on the freddy versus jason soundtrack here on this track listing number one i still listen to one song of theirs and i'm so the title of the song is this isn't the one that i listened to but i'll see if you can remember it afterwards song's called how can i live and the artist is il nino oh man you'd have to go back to grade school when that song by il nino it's too oh my gosh oh el nino i know it i can hear it i have nothing to say but i feel like my mouth is open everything that is real comes around comes around okay yeah yeah i have nothing to say but feel (laughs) like you remember that uh it's actually not ringing a bell the big screams like shut up and it's also in spanish they do they switch between english and spanish no, I guess I missed uh, I missed El Nino completely. Yeah, Ow. no, I was I was down with that song, and then there was another band that did English and Spanish called Puya, 
Puya. That's uh, John yeah. Slarnitzer. Me and him will listen to <laughs> Puya. All right. So the next one is the song When Darkness Falls by Killswitch Engage. Yes. And that's probably one of the better songs on this soundtrack. Because that's a, that, And that got re, a lot of these ended up being re-released on remastered albums of their next one so for this band kill switch engage this was like a big launch because they had just gotten a new vocalist released that new album and this was the first one that they had and i forget their big hit off of the album uh end of heartache that song was at the end credits of another horror movie and i can't remember which one but i will at some point okay <laughs> good song though yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's got a good energy and it's a it's a good song next one is a band that it's like i completely forgot it existed until uh, this it's beginning of the end by Spine Shank. It's like Ooh. so we got this mix of like the like Il Nino, very new metal band, Kill Switching Age, like post new metal. Sure. Spine Shank's right in the middle. Uh and the other one who people this next one, Sun Doesn't Rise by Mushroom Head. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That also finds its way on my playlist sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people call them a ripoff of Slipknot. They say it's the other way around. I don't really care. <laughs> no. It's it a good does, song. That's yeah. a good song. Yeah. It's, <laughs> got a, it's a groovy one. Next one is Condemned Until Rebirth by Hate Breed. Oh man. Yeah. Hate Breed. Hate Breed. Oh. Right at the time we were DJing that sorority gig and that drunk dude was just like, put on Hate Breed. Oh. To the point where the girl was like, could you just put it on for him? He won't stop bitching. And then we put it on like while they were cleaning up. Yes. Yes. That That's the game. only time you can do that. Yeah. I, pro and, tip. Yeah. Next one is a B track called Snap by Slipknot. Okay. And next one, Army of Me by Chimera. Or Chim- yeah, Chimera. Chimera? No. Is it Chimera? I, don't, I can't remember. It's a, this is another one of those bands that was around that it didn't listen too much of to, but I know people that liked them. Mm-hmm. Next one. The After Dinner Payback from Autumn to Ashes. Can't say I remember that one. No. Next one. A band I did listen to at the time and still listen to every now and again. Leech. Seven Dust. Yes. Oh, man. I loved Seven Dust. Yeah. Seven Dust. Loved cool. them. And they're still going. And they don't, they don't stop. Going at a good level, man. Yeah. Good clip yeah i yes yes i'm a seven dust fan I, I can't say not as not as hardcore as the hardcore seven dust fans because you know you got to figure when we yeah, got in you're, you're not following them around no so you're just like oh yeah good band yeah exactly yeah next one was a band that i was really into at the time still also pops on this song this song in particular is on there bombshell by power man 5000 whoa get up get up the bombshell <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know rob zombie's brother does stuff you know it's not bad i forgot i forgot that that was him yeah that was there is that i think is it really they were really related i think they are well let's look it up here you can keep going I'll, yeah I'll, I'll we'll get back to that <laughs> so either way and another one this was was surprising when this band was joey jordison moving from drums to guitar welcome to the strange for the murder dolls somehow some way that band has made a long-term impact on me because the lead singer of that band wednesday 13 I've followed him ever since. And, you know, I just heard about them right before this movie. Came, you know, they released their album right before this came out. Welcome to the Strange. I had listened to that album so many times. Welcome to the wow. Strange wasn't on it. So it was like finally a new song by the Murder Dolls. And I had it right here. And that song is actually an old Wednesday. They redid a Wednesday. Most of the songs that on their first album are just redone songs from Wednesday's previous work. Yada, yada. I'm not going to bore you with all that. But Wednesday's pretty awesome. That's one of my goals is to eventually have him on the show because he is a horror guy. He plays horror themed music. So all wow. their lyrics are horror themed. You know, 
So then, so then, why not have a song on this soundtrack? It's the perfect <laughs> for the band who's called the Murder Dolls. Their album that was released was Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls. Like right. they're, it's a horror themed band. All right, and yes, in fact, uh, Spider One, younger brother of fellow musician Rob Zombie. Okay, yeah, the, all right. So that wasn't just internet fodder. No, uh, Spider One. I'm trying to look for his real name here. Um, did, 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 did Michael David Cummings? Okay. Michael David Cummings. There you go. Neat. So, yeah. Yep. Younger brother of of Rob Zombie. That that has nothing to do with the murder dolls, which we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> Remember when I bought their album at uh, Coconuts? I think it was oh Coconuts. Gosh, and then yeah. we listened to it in the basement. Yes. And uh, we only really liked Worlds Collide. That was that was it. <laughs> yeah. When Worlds Collide. But, I mean, there's other songs on there. Eventually, like, grew on me. All right, next band. Like, oh, some of these bands weren't as, like, we're not talking about this. Like, the next one, Seether. Out of my way by Seether. Seether was not big yet. No, they were not. I, like, what was not f- a big band yet. They they are after this. Yeah, Fine Again was the big hit that dropped here. That was, that made it commercially successful here. Yeah, so this is around the same time as Fine Again either came out around the same time or right after. But they weren't big yet on that yeah, soundtrack. Because then they do Broken for the next, that's on the Punisher oh wow all this is around the same time yes but this was before that this is before that yeah all right next one was Corey taylor's spinoff stone sours inside the cynic which i do not believe is on their debut album all right next one swinging the dead by devil driver which (laughs) devil driver is of course that's des farina for farah des farah whatever cold chambers other band guy where if the title of the song it says swinging the dead that means that it's just a lot of like fast, heavy music, and then he's just going to shout whatever the title of the song is 18 times. Okay. Like there's some lyrics in there. There's a verse in there, but the chorus is just repeating whatever the song title is. Right. Like I'm dead serious. That's how this band Devil Driver works. Every fucking, every fucking song. Well, if you hear this song, if you know the song Swinging the Dead, start singing the chorus and tell me if there's another word than Swinging the Dead. It's literally just Swinging the Dead, Swinging the Dead. I. See, the thing is, this is a very crazy year, 2003. Yeah. Uh, when Usher dropped the Confessions album, and uh, I think it was Ludacris had Chicken and Beer. Yeah. Um, I was out. Like, that was That's the, right. That put me, that was the end of the Freddy vs. Jason type music yeah. for <laughs> this, a long time. This was the time when you just kept pointing at your mom and telling you you had hoes in different area codes. Correct. <laughs> which, which is not right. I don't recommend anybody do that. No. That's, that's was, not nice. That's silly. That was very sweet, silly. So. And like champ, next one, a song called The Waste mm. by Sepultura featuring Mike Patton. That's the Sepultura without Max, so whatever. All right, next one, Middle of Nowhere by The Blank Theory. I don't know them. Oh, well. Yeah. Ether by Nothing Face. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Trigger by In Flames. That was a release song. This was like In Flames were like really building up in the United States. They're a Swedish band. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, they've got, they became more popular since that, but you know, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, In Flames blew up, but they've just, it's like they're around. Uh, next band definitely blew up after this. When we talk about like, if we're going to go into the music part of it, of like post new metal is 11th Hour by Lamb of God. Oh, they got yes. They yes, got yes. really big after mm-hmm. after this one. Yep. And the last one is a band that finds itself on horror movie soundtracks everywhere. And this song is called "We Were Electrocute." Type O negative. Oh wow! 
They were a big uh, WWF band back in the late 90s, right? They had a lot of those songs. I think so. Yeah. And then also when we did the I Know What You Did last summer, they do the ver- the cover. The- summer Breeze. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Bringing it home. Yeah. And then one thing, if you have Freddy vs. Jason on Blu-ray, you, are, you get treated to a song that's not. There's other songs used in the film, but nothing too crazy. Um, but one that is only on the Blu-ray release. Okay. The alternate ending. It's the song's not on the soundtrack. It's not on the DVD. You need the Blu-ray, and it is a song called "Come Back" by the Foo Fighters. Wow. Yeah. So, so the Foo Fighters at that time. This was pre. Uh, whatever the whatever the album was. What is it? In Your Honor. That got them. So you and I have a, have yeah. something special in that we liked the Foo Fighters well before they were huge. We did. You know, yeah, I mean they. Were, I mean we liked them when they were like I would say before they went from Electric Factory to Arena. Okay. Like they went from like mid venue. <laughs> yeah. To Arena mm-hmm. after like one by one. Is that the two thousand three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, well, that's one, not the name of the album. I think the album's in your honor. In your honor, I think that was the one where they blew up, where they became just like, oh, okay, yeah, the, the one, Foo Fighters are here, man. The one after Learn to Fly. Yes, yes. So we were we were Foo Fighters fans. So if before In Your Honor came out, I would have known that about that there was a an ending with it. Yeah, and and probably go out of your way to find it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Fun little tidbit for that. I mean, that's a it's for for me. I mean, that's an iconic soundtrack. Right. Probably more so than the movie. And the movie's fun. I mean, we've talked about you know how much fun, but all the memories. It's like that soundtrack is like the the thing for me yeah yeah there was the soundtrack the timing of this yeah like with new nightmare being freddy's last outing and jason x being jason's last outing i think freddy jason freddy vs jason came at the perfect time and i know you wanted to wrap up i just wanted to get into the casting of jason absolutely just keep 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 coming all right I'm reading this. I know this story, but I just wanted to read this because it's put together a little better from uh, from whoever linked it on Wikipedia. Okay. New Line. Th- so this is a negative for Freddy vs. Jason. Ooh. New Line, thinking that Freddy vs. Jason needed a fresh start, chose a different actor to play Jason. Cunningham, Sean S. Cunningham, he disagreed with their decision, believing that Kane Hodder was the best choice for the role. Although Hodder received a script for Freddy vs. Jason, met with director Ronnie Yu and New Line executives, Yu and Matthew Barry felt that the role should be recast to fit Yu's image of Jason. I just, I'm really sorry. I started laughing. What, what, is, what does Jason need a script for? <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect can you want to do this that is absolutely perfect uh, I just, I just, <laughs> that is a damn good point imagine reading for a part where you don't have any lines like, I just don't like the script <laughs> you're no. only known for one thing being a big man <laughs> But the thing is, here's where so Kane Hodder, you've you've seen him. He's interacted with us on Tony Todd Tuesday before. He has. Kane Hodder 
is all about being Jason. He is. I mean, he's Mr. Convention. He's, you know, yes. it's, he takes a lot of pride in that. I mean, and especially because like, it had had changes, but it, like if it's going to be Robert England and somebody, it should have been Kane Hodder. Right. Now, Kane Hodder does come from the Fridays that I guess you would consider aren't that good, but he is iconic as Jason. Yeah. Well, he, what, he started in three or four. He, no. So I thought he started seven. early. Oh, he's that late. Mm -hmm. So they've had that many. We're going to have to do a deep dive into the Fridays because, like, I know there's people that are really into it, but I think it's more fun when it's like you don't know anything. Sure. Get a Friday experts in here. So that was actually very upsetting for people because it was not Kane Hodder's choosing. That's a very good point. Why the hell? (laughs) So what do you need it for? So you, uh, Ronnie, you, the director, and Matthew Barry felt the role should be recast to fit you's image of Jason mm-hmm. hotter said that new line did not give him a reason for the recasting. Wow. According to you, however, he wanted a, ta- a taller, slower and more deliberate. Jason, the role went to Ken Kersinger, a Canadian stuntman who worked on Jason takes Manhattan. You Ronnie, okay. you the director. Uh, he said that Kersinger was hired because he was taller than Robert England who played Freddie Kersinger, six feet five, compared to six foot three uh which was kane hotter you said kersinger was higher because he was taller uh you i guess you wanted to make him look monstrous next to freddie yeah i actually read those lines wrong so i'm sorry kersinger six feet five inches compared to six foot three inch hotter you wanted a much taller actor than the five foot nine inch england okay so robert's so you really wanted, they really wanted that imagery, like when they would be face to face, towering over them with as little as much, like mm-hmm. not having to do too much effect. Exactly. Yeah. So New Line did not cast Kersinger until they saw him on film. And his first scene was Jason walking down Elm Street. Hmm. So, uh, so Kane Hodder left out of Freddy vs. Jason, which was probably not the right call. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you think about it, it seems pretty uncool. Mm-hmm. Now that's not Kersinger's fault. Kersinger does the he does the the convention circuit. Very cool guy. Yeah. Very big dude. I saw. Him. Yeah. Um. So that's not to take away from him. It's not his fault. He he didn't make the choice. He no. just did. You know. He got hired for a job. Yeah. If you were asked to play Jason, what would you say? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all in for it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, why would I say no? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> take full advantage of that. So yeah, man, that that's all I have. I I enjoyed the film. I finally got to watch it again for the first time in a long time. Remember seeing it in theaters. Remember the soundtrack being effing awesome. Yeah, I mean, it do, does it. It's it does it hold up? Maybe not. Um, eventually, I mean, I've talked about it before. How I'd like to do some more music. So maybe after Kong versus after the finale of Kong and Zilla or Zilla and Kong, <laughs> we can uh, maybe break down some more soundtracks and. Oh, that's just so much fun. Yeah. Oh. And there's there's a lot of good ones out there. And uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, sidebar on that. Do you know uh, that Serge Tankian or whatever? Who's the... From System of a Down? Yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> yeah. So he did a cover of... Uh, he did a cover of Blue Oyster Colts Godzilla for Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> so okay. there you go. So if you ever... Oh, you got to go. <laughs> go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> But Joe, this has been I a lot so. of fun. The versus series, the versus series, AVP, mm-hmm. Freddy versus Jason, and next, oh, 
King Kong versus Godzilla. Yikes. Godzilla versus King Kong. One of these days I will get the order right. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I, th- I think this one, uh, the Legendary and Warner Brothers one, I think it is Godzilla vs. Kong. I, I think you're right. Yes. <laughs> but I forgot to mention this. I am sure Freddie and Jason have toys and memorabilia and stuff like that. Keystone Retro. Very, yes. very, uh, very nice. We're, we are partnering with Keystone Retro. If you find Freddie or Jason on the Keystone Retro website... Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. You get a 10% off discount by using the code Red River. That's right. 10% off by using code Red River on KeystoneRetro.com. How about that? Mm-hmm. And you, As, can, you can find him on the social medias, too, if you want to check out the story. He's always posting on pictures. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff, as always. <sighs> so Man. pick up your Keystone Retro logo merch, but he's got uh, just a... Uh, Steve here, a yeah. premier Pennsylvania-based collector's store. So we're talking about the the action figures, the comics, the you know the the toys, wrestling, yeah. VHS tapes, perhaps. Maybe. Yes. Talk to him. So anyway, you go to KeystoneRetro.com. You put in that code Red River, and you save ten. Ten percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great deal. So I had to get that in there, Joe. I have had a blast in this uh, versus series. Yeah, this is exciting. Yes, we, we now we have to watch. We have to watch Freddy versus Jason again. We do. I plan. I plan on it. We'll yeah. have to. You know, once I, I mean, we got a lot of ideas, and a lot of those ideas are put on the back burner just due to uh, general public health safety. I guess you could say. <laughs> right. But anyway, it's you know you can't just have large gatherings yet. So not just yet. When when possible, we will be you know got some fun stuff, fun ideas. So and hopefully that could be like more like viewings and stuff like that. Oh, definitely for sure. And Freddy vs. Jason has to be one of them. That's that's got to be it. And uh, had a blast again. Alien vs. Predator. If you didn't hear that, go back listen to the last episode. Check it out. This episode, Freddy vs. Jason. Um, just to wrap up my thoughts on that. They, these are the only two slasher icons that could have been pitted in a situation like this. I can't see Michael or Pinhead or Ash for some reason. Man. I can't see anybody else but Freddy and Jason fighting each other. It's pretty clever, in my opinion, how they got them there, how mm-hmm. how we have the Freddy versus Jason fight. The fight, fight uh, fights, we'll say. Are a little over the top. They're a little crazy. It's early 2000s CGI, big budget, all that stuff. But overall, a horror fan, a slasher fan, you gotta see it. You gotta. I mean, it's definitely one, one to to just have to say that you saw it just because it's a lot of fun and clever. Yeah. So anyway, that's all. That's all we got for you. You can find me at Red River Joe on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Eddie's on at Red River. Of course, you can reach out to us at Red River Horror at gmail.com. Go to the site, redriverhorror.com. Oh, yeah. Go to the site. Hey, the pod's streaming through the site. The pod's streaming on everywhere you can find. We've got the latest horror movies coming out. All mm-hmm. kinds of good stuff on redriverhorror.com. Yes. Tons of stuff. The verses, baby. So I just wanted to say goodbye to everybody. I'm Eddie Kayazo at Red River Horror on Twitter, redriverhorror at gmail.com. Thank you, Joe. I will sign off. Fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep traveling those channels of fear.